Welcome to Mind, Body, and Beyond. I'm your host, Lisa Searing. I've learned that one of the most powerful tools for growth is travel, especially solo travel. Today's guest, Susan Diego, has been to around 25 countries and she has some stories and tips to share. We'll talk about the most rewarding aspects of solo travel, especially as a woman traveling alone, and the scary moments too. Susan will share her expert advice on what to pack and what to leave at home. Let's take off. Susan Diego, my old friend and fellow traveler and lover of adventure, I want to talk to you about solo travel as a tool for spiritual and personal growth. You and I both love to travel solo, and we love the problem-solving aspect of it, the adventure, the freedom. Um, Tell me what you love about solo travel. Biggest thing about solo travel um, is the, I don't need to compromise with anybody. I don't have to ask anybody, what do you want to do today? Or if there's conflicting desires, it's like trying to balance between the two or wanting to sleep in or wrestling to get someone out of bed because I want to go have breakfast. So, I mean, solo travel, that's probably the biggest thing is just, I get to do what I want to do and in my own time frame. Yeah. And what can travel, solo travel do to help a woman discover her strengths? I think especially if it's in a foreign country, especially you'll, you only have you to figure things out, you know, especially if there's a language bearer, you'll find out how good of a problem solver you are. You'll find out what really scares you. Do you, are you really afraid of people? Are you more introverted versus extroverted? Are you okay sitting alone and eating dinner? Um, Are you afraid of walking alone at night? Or, you know, if you're somewhere like, say, the Alps or uh, uh, somewhere in Italy and you are saying, I'm going to go for a day hike, to be able to conquer two hours on an incline and and do it by yourself without anybody pushing you. you, you can, you learn a lot about like, what are my limits and what am I capable of doing by myself and what do I absolutely hate and don't ever want to do again? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it almost helps to go into it like with an intention, you know, not, not to say, Oh, I'm going to be comfortable for the next week. You're not going to be comfortable. (laughs) No, no. I think, I think women who embark on solo travel especially if it wasn't part of their childhood, because obviously there's a lot of people who grew up as military um, children and traveled around the world beforehand. But if it's something you've never done, there's no way you can go into it without some level of fear. Um, But I kind of think some of us thrive on that, that type of fear of the unknown and, and learning something completely um, just out of your wheelhouse and, hoping you find something new. As we get older, there are so many things that we say, oh, I'll never do this. I'll never like that. And you start digging yourself into this hole. Why? For no reason whatsoever. You're building all these invisible, stupid walls around yourself. And if you just want to try at least one thing, like for example, oh, I'll never stay in a hostel. Well, just try stay in a hostel at age 50 or 60. Just see what happens. It's a blast, you know. I mean, you may not get to sleep when you want, but. <laughs> well, and here's the thing, especially at our age as professional women, if we don't like it, we can check into a hotel. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> that's true. 
understanding your own, I won't say limitations, but I will say boundaries because that's kind of a healthy word, again, as women, that that we need to, you know, I mean, hey, a stranger could come and talk to you. And normally we're very, I'm sure you and I are very comfortable talking to strangers from anywhere around the world. And then there are other times when your little inner voice says, not this one. <laughs> and just no. I recently just took a, a solo trip to France and I had some friends messaging me saying, oh, I wish I could take a solo trip. I don't know where to start. And I wonder if you could tell me, like, what advice do you give to a woman who's curious and a little scared? Again, it's every woman knows their limits. And I think the easiest place to start for anyone, if, if they would like to go, but they need to kind of go with training wheels, join a tour group, but join a tour group with no one, you know, don't go with your neighbor or your coworker or one of your girlfriends, sign up by yourself. Maybe one of those tour groups where you don't get your own room, but you share a room um, and go somewhere. And especially if it's already pre-organized and you don't have to worry about uh, transportation other than the landing in whatever country you're going to. Um, it allows you to kind of work on some aspects of solo travel, like talking to strangers or sharing a space with somebody without having to worry about where am I going to go today? Do I know how to use the train or, um, you know, just navigation things and going on a trip like that, even in a large group, I still find it somewhat solo because you don't know anyone. Um, and it took some effort to get there, but you might learn enough that maybe the next trip, especially if you go to a place that you like, let's say France, which I could go to many times, you're like, you know what, this time I can go alone. I've taken the train before, so I kind of understand how the tickets work. Um, or I have a better understanding of what the climate might be like, or I'm not going to have anxiety about what I should wear because really everybody basically wears whatever makes them comfortable. And then maybe the next step is doing the completely solo trip. But baby steps are completely okay. There is no shame in going on like a tour group or even exploring countries via cruises. People slam them all the time. I personally like them. I think it's a great place to try solo travel because every day you might be in a new country and it's on you to either go out by yourself and explore an area. And then you can also return to the safety of the ship to kind of like bring yourself back to neutral, especially if it gave high anxiety. Um, but either way, I think do it in a group or be brave and even just go two hours outside of your hometown um, to a new city, maybe that you've never been to. And that alone, because you're still going to a hotel by yourself, you have nobody else to talk to or to entertain you. It's up to you to find something to do, whether Am I going to go into a bar alone? That I think is one of the most nerve wracking things um, when traveling is like mm. when you're trying to find something to do, especially at night. And let's say you hear music in the distance and you're going to go over there, just especially for women to go into a bar by yourself and go, okay, where can I go to sit and just enjoy this music without having to worry about is somebody going to hit on me? Um, or, you know, what if strangers start talking to me in just this uncomfortable situation? 
Yeah. I remembered my scariest moment happened to be when I arrived in Rome because it was late at night. It was before smartphones. And I know I looked at a paper map and I thought, okay, I can walk from the main train station to my hotel. And it wasn't until I got off that train that it wasn't like Manhattan. It wasn't like nice blocks that were easy to follow. And I ended up in a neighborhood and I'm pretty sure the neighborhood was probably safe, but I didn't know that here I am dragging my bag, looking like a dumb American, not really knowing which way is West or North. And I'm just like, just get me to this main street and then I'll know where I am. And that was really, really scary. And then the next morning was my first adventure. And I would, my, my goal was to get to the Coliseum. Again, no maps. And so I just kind of figured, I mean, I think I had a book and I was just like, okay, if I kind of head this direction and you just keep heading that direction, you'll run into a main like street. Right. And so I'm, I'm out there. Well, let me back up this <laughs> in my inexperience of Europe. It didn't occur to me that the hotel that I checked into had offered breakfast in the morning and where, cause I remember walking out and watching out all these people sitting at these tables and watching them eat and not being brave enough to go up to the front desk and say, is breakfast included? I just, I didn't want to be awkward. I didn't want to look stupid. I just walked out and found a bakery across the street. But that was like my first awkward moment. It's not even one. I mean, now I can go up to anybody and go, is there a toilet on this floor? <laughs> and not even caring. Exactly. Exactly. And thank God for getting older, especially as women. It's like, yeah, totally. Um, you know, zero F's given. I, I am not afraid to look stupid. Nobody and, cares. You know, uh, no, no, nobody cares. cares if you say something stupid. Nobody cares. It's uh, sometimes somehow it takes a, a lifetime to learn that. It lesson. does. And it's so unfortunate. And again, it's one of these pe- things when I talk to young people or, and things, it's one of those things I try to teach them. Really, nobody cares. Nobody's paying attention. And I just think, yeah. I, I mean, anyway, here I am. I'm now in my 50s. And I still think about that moment that I was just too ashamed or embarrassed or whatever just to say is breakfast provided. It's such a stupid thing. No, but look how valuable that lesson was, yeah. that small moment that, that you went through of, of awkwardness, you have learned a huge lesson from that small moment yeah. and, and travel is full of that. You know, I want to share a scary story that happened to me. I was in Singapore by myself and I, for some reason I hadn't re- reserved a hotel. And for me, usually that's kind of against my thing. Cause I'm like a total plan, a type, a, I plan every moment of everything, which is another reason I like to travel alone. Cause some people don't really <laughs> go that direction. So I was like near this kind of budgety hotel and this tall guy comes up to me. He's a tall Sikh, uh, Indian Sikh. And in, in Singapore, they've got a big Indian population. He's like, hi, are you looking for a place to stay? And I'm like, yeah. So he says, well, this place is really good. And so he goes, let me show you. So I walk behind him and he takes me into this weird little budget hotel. And you know, in Asia, sometimes the budget hotels, they don't even have windows. Like you'll take, they'll take you to a little room inside of a building that has no windows and like one little door. And he's like, yeah, go in here. And of course I'm an idiot. Yeah. Oh, really? What's in here? He closes the door and the two of us are alone in this room. And only then did my spidey senses kick in and say, Hey, 
Lisa, no, this ain't, this ain't happening. And so, you know, I think I shouted something loud and, you know, strongly moved out of the room. And of course now I, uh, I'm lucky though, that I'm, I'm a tall person and I, you know, I try to walk with, with uh, a sense of purpose and, and look, look, you know, like a, a badass and I don't want people to mess with me. And I, I, I do that now, but you know, back then I, I was a little vulnerable and I want to mention another thing that I have learned. And I see sometimes I think if you're a woman traveling alone, you need to understand that nobody's going to carry your bag for you. Yeah. You might be walking down three flights of stairs in a subway somewhere with a suitcase with, with whatever you need to be like physically ready like if you're wearing comfortable walking shoes or whatever, like even, you know, ready to run if you need oh, to, yeah. or, or being, or, you know, can you physically lift your bag into the overhead bin? If you can't, then, you know, you need to rethink everything because independence, you know, has all these small facets to it. And as women who have to worry about their safety when they're travel, I mean, think about those things. If you have to leave your bag behind, make sure you didn't bring anything that you didn't wouldn't really worry about losing or, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Cause it's unfortunately, that's just the reality of the world, especially as women. And I, I mean, compared to, to you, I'm tiny. I'm not very tall. People could easily, you know, take me on. And that's again, why my comfort level is I generally don't walk around at night. Um, I mean, depending on where I'm staying in Paris, like if I'm in Latin quarter or if I'm in Barcelona, I think I feel okay um, being out at night just because it's so busy. But if I'm in a place that's less crowded, I mean, even something like Waikiki, if I'm by myself, I'm in by eight o'clock and I'm reading a book or I'm at my hotel looking at the water or whatever, but I don't go out on the streets alone. I just, you know, I'm just too little. Yeah. And we both live in the San Francisco Bay area. And like, there are places in Oakland and San Francisco that you shouldn't go by yourself late at night. It's oh, just geez, my own front door. I mean, we joke about yeah. that all the time. Like when I walk that dog at last time at night, it's inside my gate community because oh, yeah. I don't go outside at night. Yeah. So yeah. I, and that's not paranoia. Yeah. And I don't think people should feel uncomfortable that like, oh, I came all this way and I'm coming in right when it gets dark. You know, you've got to think about your safety. And, and especially to uh, women traveling for the first time by themselves or even second time or whatever. One of the things that you said when somebody says, you know, can I show you or like at the airport, do you need a taxi? Those little things like don't ever follow anyone. Correct. Every place has a taxi line. That is the only place you get into a taxi. If they yeah. don't touch that meter, bail. Get out of that car. Yes. Little things like that. Or if somebody's like, oh, um, you know, like if you're in that market in Marrakesh and somebody says, come with me, I'll show you, I'll show you. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Do not follow anyone who says, I'll show you. And sometimes, yeah. you know, and you shouldn't feel like you're hurting somebody's feelings or, you know, you're being rude. I mean, there's a, yes. it's a safety thing. Just don't yes. do it. It's one thing if you're amongst a group of people or like with somebody that you know in the area and they have a friend and they say, Hey, I know this great thrift store. Let me take it. That's fine. But yeah, some sketchy person on the street who just randomly says, let me show you, let me show you. Uh, Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. That really needs to be said. And I want to talk about loneliness. Mm -hmm. 
you know, when you're traveling by yourself, it can strike. And I just wonder, you know, do you have a approach to it? Um, loneliness can come on a spectrum and I'm just, I think I'm slightly more introverted than extroverted more than people want to believe that I don't normally get lonely. I think sometimes it sucks to not be able to share something in the moment. I have found, you know, from my different travel when I was younger to now, where now I have a smartphone and I can instantly share things and get feedback on either my Facebook or Instagram Mm. that cuts out my loneliness a lot. Yeah. And, um, I know that sometimes when I've traveled, I was like, Jesus, I haven't used my vocal cords all day, or I haven't used used my vocal cords in six uh, hours that sometimes I will be in my hotel room and I will make squeaky noises or whatever. (laughs) It's just like, I need to put some kind of my own noise into the air. And that makes me feel a little bit better, Mm -hmm. no matter how ridiculous it is. And sometimes you could even journal, you know, you can look at these tough feelings and walk through it with yourself and just like, hold, hold yourself and say like, yeah, this is uncomfortable. These moments are hard and they're uncomfortable, but I'm not going to like, medicate or try, you know, try to deaden the feeling I'm going to walk through it. And you could journal uh, because you are so experienced. I would love to know how you pack. And if you have any sort of a list of great ideas to help us pack. I used to put out a clothes rack and plan my wardrobe like by day. And I have, I have a piece of luggage and that's one of my things is have really good luggage. Like my suitcase has just hit its 10th anniversary and has been all over the world and I, it still works well. I'm not willing to give it up. It is made in such a way that I don't need those packable cubes or anything. And, and I love that bag. Um, Susan, is it for the cabin or does it have to be checked? No, this is a mid-sized bag, so it has to be checked. So Mm -hmm. this is for more than just a a quick trip. So where was I going? So have absolutely have good luggage. So I've actually started a travel wardrobe in my closet. And so some of the things like that are like on my list is that good white shirt. And it's taking me a lot of white shirts to get to just the right white shirt. And I have two. One is a Columbia um, and it keeps the sun out of you. So when I'm doing trips, let's say that's more jungly or tropical or, um, in the desert, it's more like outdoorsy camping style. Um, and it's just, it's lightweight. If I go into a church or something, I can put it on I'm covered and it keeps the sun off me. And then I have more of the crisp, more French white shirt. But that doesn't stain because that's the other big thing that you can spill things on it and it doesn't stain and it's easy to wash and dry in a hotel bathroom because I do my laundry when I travel uh, by myself. And that's number two on my list is a really good laundry soap bar. So you can wash your stuff in the sink, in the bathroom. And also on my list, bring a clothesline and clips whether you're clipping your curtain closed in your room or you're stringing it across the bathroom because you've done your laundry and you want things to dry for the night. um, Those are some of the must haves in my suitcase. And I left things off my list like chargers. Everybody knows to bring your chargers, but yeah, I can't do without my clothesline, my, my bar of laundry soap, 
um, that good white shirt. Um, I always bring protein bars and hydration powder. And every country that I've gone in, when I've run out of protein bars, um, and, and the reason I bring protein bars is I'm not a big, I'm not a huge foodie. I like good food, but I don't like necessarily to go to a destination for the food. So I might be out museum and then something else. And all of a sudden I'm realizing I haven't eaten. I better pull out a protein bar and eat it. Otherwise I'm going to pass out. And then I've gone into pharmacies and grocery stores. Do you guys have protein bars? I don't know. Other countries don't have protein bars. Right, right. On my last trip, I took some of those little peanut butter um, packets from Whole Foods. Those saved my life. Yeah. Um, And hydration powder because I suffer from migraines and it doesn't happen a lot. But on occasion, I might have that day where I'm just beside myself sick and vomiting and I can't get out of my hotel room and you know, Gatorade isn't something you can easily find. So if I need to, I have a hydration powder to get me through whatever headache episode I'm having. So those two are always with me. Something else on my to bring list. I have a specialty umbrella from, I believe it's called Cooley Bar out of Australia. And it's an umbrella, but it's silver on top. So I can use it. It's great in rain, but it's also great in sun. The last thing I have on my, I need to absolutely bring besides having really good luggage is my travel pillow. I sleep wonky and I always have a problem with hotel pillows being too thick or uncomfortable, but I have a very small memory foam pillow that packs up into almost nothing. But even if I am in a hotel with crappy pillows, I will always be able to sleep because I brought my travel pillow with me. I kind of put together like things not to bring. Oh, I want to hear. Yeah. And I think that's hard, especially for newbie solo travelers, because you just don't know. Don't bring specialty clothing. And do you really need a little black dress if you're traveling all by yourself? No, you don't. Don't bring too many pairs of shoes. And leave the expensive designer handbags and jewelry, good jewelry at home. There is nothing worse then one, you don't want to make yourself vulnerable by carrying a designer handbag, especially if you're by yourself. Things like, you know, gold necklaces or anything that stands out. And like, even my watch, sometimes I look at it and I'm like, God, I hope people don't think this is an Apple watch. It's a Fitbit. But at least I know if I'm in any situation and somebody steals my watch, they're getting a Fitbit that's worth like 25 bucks, right? Well, I've learned so much from you today. And now talking to you makes me dying to get on the next plane anywhere. Me too. All right. Well, thanks. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for listening to Mind, Body and Beyond. I'm your host, Lisa Searing. Check out the show notes for a list of Susan's must-haves on what to pack on your next solo trip. And visit mindbodybeyond.co for more conversations with leaders from the realms of alternative health, spirituality, and self-growth. See you next time.